Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the One Year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is February 19th, and our reading comes from Mark chapter 3. Beginning in verse 31, it says, Then Jesus' mother and brothers came to see him. They stood outside and sent word for him to come out and talk to them. Well, there was a large crowd sitting around Jesus, and someone said, Your mother and brothers are outside asking for you. But Jesus replied, Who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Then he looked at those around him and said, Look, these are my mother and brothers. Anyone who does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. Now, that was a pretty shocking statement. Because what Jesus has just done is he's elevated our spiritual family above our biological family. Jesus has just said that our spiritual family takes precedence, is a higher priority, even than our biological family. Now, when I think about my own life, for example, there are parts of my family that are not followers of Christ, and my family was kind of dysfunctional and broken. And so the truth is, I don't have many relationships. So for me, my church family has always taken precedence, has always been more valuable and important. Really, my church family has been my family. That's where I've received the things that you would normally receive from a healthy family. Now, Tina's story is a little different. So Tina's family are all in faith. And Tina's family has always been really close and had a lot of great relationships. And so Tina and I have gotten a lot out of her family. But the truth is, it's because of their faith. So even though they're our biological family, the reason we're so close and cherish those relationships is because of the spiritual connection. So when I look at all that, here's the thing I realize. It's those that have a kingdom perspective, those who are following Jesus. Well, we're moving in the same direction, and our relationships are growing stronger. Over time, our relationships become more and more valuable. Over time, those relationships become most important in my life. And that's the point Jesus is making here in this story. He is here on a mission. He's building the kingdom. He's reunited people with the Father. And everybody that's on that journey with him, well, that's his family. And at this moment, historically, his brothers and sisters, they all think he's kind of crazy. The truth is they're moving in a different direction. It's not until after the resurrection when they realize their brother is not crazy. He's actually the Messiah and Savior of the world. That Then they're moving in the same direction, and then they're a part of that spiritual, eternal family. So in church world, I say all of that just to say, this is what we're trying to build in a church. We're trying to build a family, a spiritual family that will be together forever. We're all moving in the same direction. Why? Because we're trying to follow Jesus. We're not following some other agenda. We're following Jesus. And as we do, these relationships become more important, more central, more life-giving, a higher priority often than even our biological families. Well, then Jesus begins 
begins to tell a parable. And we've covered this parable, so I just want to touch on it briefly. But it's the parable of the farmer. The farmer is sowing seed, and Jesus says this about the seed, beginning in verse 4. He says, as he scattered it across his field, some of the seed fell on the footpath and the birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on shallow soil, but underlying there was rock. The seed sprouted up quickly, but because the soil was shallow, the plants soon withered under the hot sun and died. Other seed fell among the thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. And other seed fell on fertile soil. Well, the disciples really don't understand what Jesus is describing here. And so they begin asking about it. And so Jesus explains what the four different soils represent. So first, this verse 15, the seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message only to have Satan come at once and take it away. So when we hear the truth of God's word, so for example, if you're listening to this podcast and you hear what God's word says, you hear the truth. And if that truth confronts your lifestyle, I'm telling you in the very next moment, Satan will begin to attack that truth. Satan will begin to try to sow doubt. Satan will begin to try to snatch that truth out of your heart to get you to bait you into dismissing it, turning away from it, ignoring it, rejecting it. So that's the first thing that happens. So when we're hearing the truth through a podcast or through a sermon or when we're opening our Bible every day and reading through and praying through Scripture, we've got to hold on and guard God's truth. we got to guard it because the enemy wants to take it away. Then second, he says, verse 16, some of the seed fell on rocky soil. It says that represents those who hear the message and immediately they have this very positive response. They're excited about God's word, but since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away when there are problems or persecution. So again, we've all seen this, right? Somebody comes to church, they hear the word, they give their life to Jesus, they're really, really excited, and then three months later, something challenging happens and it happens in their life. And they begin to say, in fact, I think the enemy begins to say this, well, I thought you were following Jesus. I thought you were a Christian, and if you're so spiritual, then why did this bad thing happen? And all of a sudden, their suffering causes them to doubt the validity of God's word. And the truth is, the truth is, this is so important to understand. The only way to validate the truth of God's word is to stand on it over time. Not a day, not a week, not a month, not a year, but the truth is it is several years. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of like the stock market. Let me give you this great example. If you were to invest some money right now in the stock market and you check the market every day, man, you can constantly be in a panic and wonder, have I done the right thing? Is that the right stock? Should I pull it out? Should I put it back in, right? And you can kind of be freaking out. But if you'll pull back and then look at it over several years, generally speaking, you've made a good investment. And our relationship with the Lord is like that. When we begin to walk with God, we begin to hang on to the truth. We begin building our life on that truth. If we try to evaluate 
the impact that that's having in our life on a daily basis, man, it's easy to get discouraged, right? I had a bad day today. Does that mean God's not with me? Does that mean I don't have faith? Does that mean God doesn't care? Of course not. If I zoom out a little bit and I look back over the course of my life, if I, as I look and examine several years of walking with God, what I realize is the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, right? That God has been leading me and faithful and always present and working in every circumstance to help me move in greater freedom and, and have a closer relationship with Him and, and He's transforming me from the inside out, but that process takes a lot of time. So in this second soil, the rocky soil, Jesus is saying we got to be careful that we don't allow our circumstances, here's probably the best way to understand it, that we don't allow our circumstances to determine our theology, right? That we've got to stand on the truth and over time we discover God is right. Then the third soil Verse 19, he talks about the seed that falls in the thorns. And verse 19 says, quickly, the message is crowded out by the worry of life, the lure of wealth, and the desire for other things. So no fruit is produced. So a, this is a big challenge in American culture, right? Is that we're getting the truth. So you're listening to this podcast, or maybe you're attending church regularly, and you're getting the truth. But there's so much noise in culture, so many distractions. We're so busy. There's so much happening that that truth, the Word of God is getting crowded out by everything else in culture. And so we got to be real careful. we got to try to simplify our life. We've got to make sure that we are not just in the Word once a week, certainly, or even daily, but that we're meditating upon His Word day and night, right? That we're, we're being careful to guard our mind and keep it centered on the truth and centered in what God is doing in the moment throughout every day. Again, learning to live in the presence of God. We don't connect with God in the morning and then leave Him there in our living room and go live our day independently, we connect with God in the morning and then we get up together to face our day. And I'm learning to live in the presence of God, to be aware God is here in every moment, to trust the Holy Spirit, to bring to my remembrance the Word of God and the truth in every given moment to know how do I respond in this kind of situation, right? So as I grow in my capacity to do that, which means limiting the noise, limiting the distractions, limiting the other voices, then that word has opportunity to produce fruit in my heart. And that's the final soil, a fertile soil where that seed, the small seed of God's word can grow up to produce a great harvest in our lives. All right, let me touch on a couple other things real quick. In verse 21, he says, would anybody put a lamp, a light under a basket or under a bed? Of course not. A lamp is placed on a stand where its light will shine. And I just want to encourage all of us, let's not allow culture to pressure us into putting our light under a basket or under a bed. Man, let's let our light shine before men 
so they can see our good works and glorify our Father in heaven. The goal of the Christian life is to become, to be transformed into the image of Christ, Romans 8, 29, so that everywhere I go, at work in particular, we spend so much time there, in our neighborhood, with our family, everywhere we go, people see our light shining. They see the difference Christ is making in us. They see the way we treat and relate to them. And what that's doing is it's drawing them into a relationship with Jesus. It gives us opportunity to point them to Jesus. Final thing, verse 24, pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given and you will receive even more. I just want to encourage you when we're opening the Bible every day, we have to be careful that we're not in such a big hurry. We got to take time to listen, to think about, to meditate upon, to ponder what is God's word saying? What does this truth mean? How does it affect me and my life and my relationships in my day to day? And if we'll take time, if we'll work to tune our ear to God's word, it will transform and bless our lives. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much for this truth, this word today. God, we thank you that you've put us in a family. You've adopted us into your family. We're surrounded by people who are following you and together we can grow and mature and our spiritual family really is an eternal family and takes precedence even over our biological family. God, we thank you for that. And we thank you for the seed of your word, the truth that's being planted in our hearts. God, help us to guard that word, to guard it. We want our hearts to be open, fertile soil to receive and to hold on to, to protect your word, that it may grow and produce a great harvest in our life. God, let our light shine before men. Help everybody to see Jesus in us. So important, Lord. We want to point people to Jesus. And God, as we are in the word every day, and I'm so grateful for everybody listening because they're listening because they want to be in the word. God, as we're in the word, help us to make space to give you our attention and time so that your word is coming to life, that our understanding is growing deeper and deeper and it's transforming everything. God, we thank you for hearing our prayer today. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for being with me again. Hope that encourages you. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.